This is All About Home Construction. And here's your hosts, Terry Canel Beck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Morning, Terry. Happy Saturday, buddy. Happy Saturday to you and everybody out there. That's right. Thanks for listening to us all about home construction here on WATA. Lovely Saturday morning, and uh, we appreciate all of our listeners out there. And how was uh, okay? How how was the steak dinner last week? Well, uh, rated as truly as a success. Nice. nice. That's the hardest dinner I've ever done. Yeah. Took twenty minutes to cook a medium rare. Mm. Ribeye. That's how thick it was. So you. So my well done is still on the grill. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> after an hour, I throwed it down to the yeah, crows. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but no, no, that's awesome. So yeah, I had a good time. Good turnout. I had one lady. Because I was coming out, I always come out every chance I get to talk to everybody. And, yep. And and. Uh, she said, do you have my order? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, you ordered it medium because that was the only ticket I had. Okay. And I said, it takes 20 minutes to cook a medium rare. So after about five minutes after the plate went out, the I went out and talked to them, and she said, yes, sir, thank you. That's awesome. You know, that that's what makes me happy about what I do. Well, good. I'm glad it was a good turnout. Uh, glad to help the VFW out. That's awesome. And uh, then the next Sunday... You seen my picture on Facebook? Yes. Well, that's all we got was that's... French fries because <laughs> we didn't have didn't have any rolls left. Wow. And no potatoes. That's awesome. And uh, and everything, all my inventory I had left over has all been sold because people came the next day. Sweet. Can we just buy a steak off of it? That's awesome. Well, good, good. I'm glad so it was just truly the biggest steak in Boone. Nice. That's awesome. So, have you even started planning the next dinner for uh, the VFW? No. Not yet. Okay. We'll uh, ask you next. Now time. we are. Uh, Chuck's won't do another pig picking. Okay. So now that was good last time he did that. So we're thinking about you know October. Like, yep. That way I have a break. That's how you see. But yeah, we're gonna have another steak dinner. Uh, okay. This next coming month. Nice. Wait. No, I like the pig. When he had that pig before, I think I was one of the first people around. Like uh, like the first one through that day when he had that. I actually donated that. Yeah. I'll get one. I remember that, that was Spot's sister. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was that was good, and uh, so yes, yeah, so that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Of course, we don't have to wait for uh, for food that long because you got the the breakfast coming up pretty soon. Yep, we will we will be cooking breakfast on Labor Day weekend. Nice. So anybody wants to come out and eat twelve nice. bucks, sweet. That's good. Well, there you go. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad it turned out well, and um, yeah, glad it, glad it was good. Thanks good everybody event. for coming out. That's awesome. We, we appreciate it. Sweet, sweet. Well, give us a call, 828-262-1567. We'd like to get you around the air. So what's been happening with the world of construction? Well, you know, uh, this was my week for my state code class. Okay. And uh, eight hours yesterday. Oof. So, but you know what? I mean, it's good. It's just eight hours of sitting still. I get it. It's, it's rough. but Well, it is, but it was... It was probably the best code class I had. Sweet, sweet. And uh, uh, is that does that indicate there's been a lot of changes, or just? I mean, I know there's always changes. And, and well, yes, they have. They've made some big changes in the laws, and uh, and I told Terry, I said I got to go back and read this again because it goes against the grain of everything uh, we've been taught for the last thirty years, right? You know, and uh, but it's allowing people to start doing 
non-structural uh, home improvements under 20000 without a uh, permit. Is that good or bad? I think there's just a lot of gray area in it. Uh, so that's the reason I want to read right. it a little bit more that's so fair. before I bring it to that's the radio fair. show. That's fair. Uh, they did uh, have a new law out there. This is for designers. Mm-hmm. And uh, are for homeowners wanting to find a designer. You're limited now to a $300,000 price tag or a 3,000 square foot okay. on a house. They cannot Designers cannot cross those thresholds. Right. And after that, it has to be stamped by an architect. So, and I, I would imagine, and this is just me completely just, just guessing here. I would imagine, though, that that's cutting down on a lot of these, like, I bought them plans off of Internet kind of deals. Well, no. You can actually buy a set of plans off the Internet, and uh, they'll be stamped by the architectural company okay. that, that does them that you buy. Gotcha. But they, they're they generic. Well, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking is, like, I mean, we live here in the mountains, so the house that I buy, the, the plan, if I go on and buy a plan for, you know, Texas, and it's not going to work here in the mountains. Well, it's it's and, not and designed for the wind load, right? And and, uh, and, that, and I guess that's that's what I was curious if like if that helps cut down on some of that because at least then they have to be a real architect, not a designer, or not not somebody just playing around with the computer program. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I have a friend of mine that does a lot of drawing for mm-hmm. me. Then we have Patrick Bevel that, you know, sure. the, the engineer that draws and uh, which we've used him quite a, quite a few times over the years. Yep. Uh, we actually did one project, Appalachian Architect Drew from Astor, mm-hmm. but they hired him. And uh, architects are a little more expensive, but, you know, that CAD system that they have is unreal. Right. And now you can't buy it. Now you have to lease it yeah. for a year. And I don't know what the cost of that is. Does Does an architect get um, – how much – I guess what's the crossover between architect and engineer? Like at what point do they do they not do the same thing? Uh, they generally are supposed to be pretty close. Okay. Uh, because an architect can design your house and do the engineering on your beams and right. stuff like that. Okay. Where a designer would draw it, and if you have specialty beams, he'd take it to an engineer and have an engineer stamp. Okay. And with Icon, it's just a one-top, one-stop shop. Right. They got their design team, and then their, you know, uh, Patrick Bevel does the stamping. So that makes sense. Cool. Cool. But, you know, what that does, it takes a lot of guesswork out mm-hmm. for a contractor, which we're, you know, uh, let's say we buy floor trusses and LVLs from New River Building Supply, okay? Right. Now, all the engineering is done on the floor trusses and everything is done on the LVLs by their trust company, mm-hmm. see, so. But that's, uh, okay, but I, I guess with the trust, like, that's coming in, so it's, even though you, you could. You you just put it in the house as long as you install it correctly. The engineering part is okay. That's right. Matter of um, fact, you have to. That, yeah, that makes sense. When you do your building permit, you have to have that trust plan hanging on the wall with the stamp on it. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. So, well, that's 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 really interesting, and you know, it's codes are, are very interesting in themselves. You know, especially when you deal with with North Carolina, because I think North Carolina, I think overall, like when, when we deal with some of the other states, like. I think we have good codes, right? I mean, it, it, we, we probably it protects, have some, yeah. We probably have some of the best codes, yeah. but you know, sometimes the best codes isn't the cheapest way to build. Well, them out. and that's you know that that's that crossover. At what point do you you know is? I mean, codes are great, and don't get me wrong, but 
they cost money. And I guess when we talk about affordable housing and, and, and getting in an affordable house, that's any code is going to change the cost of it for sure. Well, we can't build a house affordable. Right. And the reason for that is because of the codes. Yep. And do we necessarily want to build an affordable house that's going to fall down? Well, and then, right, that that's the that's the devil's advocate, right? You know, yeah, and we discussed that yesterday, uh, that house that, that fell down in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, around Christmas time, it just fell over. Yeah. And uh, the, the point of it was it wasn't nailed correctly. Okay. But it passed inspection. <laughs> You know, and, and then, how, it, yeah. then it just disappeared. I didn't know yeah. what happened to it after it passed inspection because they never did have it on the news anymore. Hush, hush, right. Yeah. But, I, you know. Well, we, we saw that in Boone, what, eight, ten years ago when, when some of the, the, the buildings were, uh, some of the apartment buildings were built. Mm-hmm. Remember, you know, they were they were falling down the mountain. Yeah. Um, before they, I mean, they in the, in the early for stages of the construction, but still. Well, you know, they, uh Put the 45, 45 degree rule is uh, the depth of your footer on a steep bank, mm-hmm. okay? And then they took it back out. Then they put it back in. All right. All right. And what that means is is, is the the back footer has to be down in the dirt far enough to it can't push out the front footer. Right. Right. And so whatever, yeah, which could be a lot if you're on the side of a mountain. Correct. I mean, That's that, right. You, you, know, it could be, you could be 20 feet deep we built one house at uh, the lowest corner uh of the house was 18 block high the upper corner was only two block out of the ground yeah and it was because of rock yeah. we had to build all around the rock and paint it well, and stuff and, like that and, well and that goes back i mean this is a whole nother conversation but that to me on new construction you might as well just build a basement well sometimes i you mean can't. you know if you, know, if you, if you like that house we did, if you start and, you, and that rock, that big rock was in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I guess I get I get that, but per per dollar per square foot, you can't build anything I, I, cheaper if, than if, a basement. Correct. I mean, That's right. Assuming you're building the house, you can't build anything cheaper than a basement. So. And, and everybody always puts in storage buildings or garages or something. Well, that's the reason. So even if you don't want to finish it, you got you got that. You, you know, know, we was talking to, you know, we was talking about track builders. You know, that can build. Mm-hmm. You know, five thousand homes a year, and uh, well, you can't build five thousand homes a year up here. No, you know, you don't have a flat place. Yeah, uh, I had guys tell me yesterday they're building ten houses a, a year up here. Which they say that driving downtown, there's quite a few going up pretty fast. And uh, but it's all due to the ground, mm-hmm. and it's like we discussed before. Our, our forefathers had enough insight to build the houses on the best part uh, of their yeah, property. Yeah, all the good stuff's already gone for sure, for sure. So that's um yeah I mean all all the flat land is gone you don't find very much flat land in Boone anymore or in the Watauga County or Correct. really any any of the three counties around there's not very much flat you gotta you gotta get down to Wilkesboro before you can get some flat and even then Caldwell County yeah so even then the rolling be- hills the best of it's gone we'll take our first break we'll come right back right after this get into the main topic thanks for listening to us. Mm-hmm. 
Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as $1, one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford. Every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners. Give us a call, 828-262-1567. So, Randy, we talked last week about log houses and cabins. And honestly, we didn't get through what we wanted to get through. So, no, we didn't. I mean, we we you know we talked so much about it, more of the history about it, but we, we didn't get to the different types of, of cabins and, and logs and, and choices. So... We figured, hey, why not? Let's uh, let's let's stay on the log cabin train. Yeah, well, log yeah, there's they so many different types of log cabins, and uh, you know we uh, we got into the history of it, and uh, but we didn't talk about how, how the evolution of a log right. cabin is, you know, and uh, they are changing. They're still changing today, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, let's get into it. That's pretty cool, yeah. So, okay, re- re- just to recap a little bit, um, when we, you know, the house and cabin essentially we're talking about size. So today, you know, it's, it's interchangeable, I guess, in modern terms. Um, you, you know, it depends on how you kind of look at it, but basically, log house, log cabins, pretty much the same. Yep. Um, and, and, and you know, in, in modern tech terms, terminology, it just depends on what you want to look at, right? right. You know, the different styles, yep. square logs, or well, and so that that's it. So when we start talking about types of logs, um, you you know, you really see a lot now. That traditional, well, okay, that traditional Appalachian, I guess you'd say, you got those the square logs and. You see a lot of that, you know, the hand, the, I'm thinking like, you know, going back in traditional logs, you got the square rectangular logs, a lot of times hand hewed, yep. um, you know, with, with with the axe. And, uh, but so when you're driving down the road, the, the houses that you see, these square log houses, that that's, would you say that's the most common? I, I think it is. I mean, I would, in our area, iconic, I guess you would say. Well, uh, we have sawmills that cut right. square logs. Right. Uh, there's actually a sawmill. At Tennessee State Line, that makes round logs, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. right. But they have a have to have specific logs, right. size log to do it. And uh, well, so, I guess that's the advantage of the square logs is everything's it's it's just like the advantage of of standard lumber, standard dimension lumber, right? I mean, the reason we have standard dimension lumber is so that you you can go anywhere and build standard, it, standardized right? Standard, yeah. Um, and and I guess the square logs was kind of leaning towards that in that. You know, even though, even if they were done one log at a time, they were you know you, you're able to get the same height, the same width uh, on on those logs, and 
which is really where that hand hued look comes from. You know, we, we think of it today as as looking neat and, and, and given that, you know, given it that aesthetic charm. But really, the, the purpose of the hand hued logs was to get the width the same. That's right. The thickness is and um, ease. You know, uh, when you take a round log, you know, you're always thicker on one side, thinner on the other. Yep. So one side you got a thick log on, you have to reverse it on the other side, right. and that, you know, gives you standard high. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get to the, the top, you've got to either put a board on it, mm-hmm. shim it, mm-hmm. or take an axe, yeah. cut the top off so it's all the same level. Right. And, you know, you can still get hand-hewed logs today, and, and I mean, they're not cut well, I mean, they probably could be, but typically they're not cut by hand. You know, they're, they're sawed out, like you said, in a regular sawmill, but you can go back through and, I mean, there's probably a machine, but I know, have you ever seen the, the hue and axe? Yes. Those are pretty cool. It's yeah. like a bent. I've actually had a friend yeah. of mine, he did his, hewed all his logs by his That's awesome. I mean, for, for those that, that's never seen a hue and axe, it's, it looks like a, an axe, like a, almost like a hatchet, at, you know, it, it's a little bit smaller than a regular splitting axe, but... Bigger than a hatchet. I don't know. Well, you also got a. Uh, 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 it's more like a big hoe. Yeah. You know, to, to, to well, cut the chips. Yep. Out. Well, that's what I was going to say. There, there's two different ones, right? One of them is is like a regular axe that you just bend. But I mean, there's more to it. But it's bent, slide. You know, kind of cut turns out to the side. And then there's the ones like you said, where it's the it's like a hoe. That, that's almost. what John used. He used that yeah. type of uh, uh, tool. I can't think of the name off off. Because, you know... I've always called them hue and axes. I don't know if they got a, a better name. But, you know, they used to use them like on a lot of mm-hmm. lot of round logs. where it, it, A lot of times it's faster right. to hew a log down than it was to take a broad axe. And split. And split. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, my dad used to talk about his grandfather. He didn't ever use a stone to sharpen any of his tools that he made. He was a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. He'd sharpen them with fire the, by drawing the edges I, out. I don't know how people do that, but, yeah, I've, I've heard of it being done. But I... I I've always thought that was a very interesting, almost science to it. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, if you go to state fair, you know it's, it's been a long time since I've been. So mm-hmm. surely they still do this, but they always had the forgers down yeah. there. Oh yeah, forging stuff. And uh, I got to watch a guy take a piece of plate steel, make planer blades out yep. of it, and hammer it out, and yeah. sharpen it there. Now he did use a file to sharpen mm-hmm. it, but he could cut a piece of uh, paper with it. Isn't that cool? Just like a razor blade. I, blacksmithing you know doing those forges is that's a that's a hobby that I, i've always been interested in way before the tv shows even you know everybody everybody watches the tv show now and forged in fire or whatever but yeah I've, I've been a fan of it way before then in fact before that show i almost bought uh a, a hand cranked forge one time i missed the forge um, one time because i didn't have a way to haul it back. well i i just decided not to buy it and kicked myself ever since because it was like 50 bucks Oh, wow. It was cheap. It wasn't seized up. The the blower wasn't seized. Yeah, you um, could have fixed that. But I, it, it was perfect. It was in good shape. It was in working order. But the coolest, I'm we're completely going down a rabbit hole. The, the coolest forge I've ever seen though was a uh, homemade. Uh, a guy was a farrier. It was a farrier's forge, and it was like on a set, almost like a tripod. It was had a little set, so I had the the fire box pan, whatever you want to call it, with a blower, but it also had an anvil attached to it. It was like a you know two of two guys. It was a small anvil, but two guys could pick it up, and move it, and put it in a truck. Right. But the whole setup, it was like a portable forge. It was it was really anyway completely. All right, getting back to logs. All right, let's go back. <laughs> uh, 
So would you say that Square... Well, let me save this question for later. So we got Square Logs, you got... You you had mentioned round logs. Um, what what's the advantages of, of the round logs, other than looks? Well, uh, I think if we go back through history and look at it, it's easier to build because they didn't. All they had to do was cut a tree down, uh, and they uh, most ha- log, log round log cam dot matrix screwed up this morning. Yeah, most right. round log cabins they have saddle notches in them that they could cut out with an axe. Right. All right, and they can fit it. And uh, see the saddle. The saddle notch was your lock. Mm-hmm. All right. So your logs locked locked together. We all grew up with Lincoln logs. Remember mm-hmm. the little yep, saddles, yep. even though they were square logs. Yeah. And uh, so there, you, there's your structural part of it holding it together. Well, so what's the difference? So the, another type or the profile is is the uh, Swedish cope, which is what's the difference between the round and the Swedish cope? Well, the Swedish cope now is labor intensive okay because if you look at the picture there and if we could blow that picture up you could see where they take take a uh chisels or they take draw knives and they contour the log with it now the whole log has a saddle in it okay right so the next log fits on it the log as it settles down it fits tight and there's no need to have any insulation put in okay so so basically the logs are connected to each or, or touching each other Correct. Uh, uh, whereas on a, on a typical round log, uh, or or and even with the square logs, um, you, you're you got in between. You get that you get that filler space, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you, you well, got that. most of the Swedish don't. My brother built one out in Idaho, mm-hmm. or actually in uh, Spokane, Washington. That uh, we got to go look at, and some of the logs on it was nearly three foot across. Wow. Well, they were turn logs. Okay, and. They they already had the saddles already cut in them for them, and then they had the concave where the next log sat down yep. in. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess anymore though, like you said, they're turned. Like they put them on lathes. So now, in in modern building code or practices, those logs are all the same thickness. Not necessarily, it. and that's the thing about okay. it is. But the log cabin is built. From the factory before it comes to the job, and all the logs are labeled. So then you, it's like putting put them together. To yeah. yeah. So what uh, they were able to do was, is uh, in that saddle they put some fiberglass insulation in it, mm-hmm. and they didn't uh, count on the R value. They counted on the U value of the logs. Uh, right. So the so the insulation in this case was just a stopgap. Yeah. Keeping and, the uh, air blowing through, not necessarily to insulate. And they took a grease gun. And used it for the chinking, you know, the synthetic mm-hmm. chinking. Yeah. And they put a spread end on it that they manufacture. And they take a spoon and they spoon that chinking in. Okay. So it was a real small, not more than. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, and I want to, yeah, I definitely got some questions about chinking here in just a minute. But the last the last main style, I guess you'd say, is or profile is the D-logs, which yeah. is kind of the, the advantage of both. Like you get that round look. But you got the 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 ease of, of if you will of putting it together of, of the the construction side of being flat and square. Well, you know, there's evolution in the D logs, okay? Because there's D log cabins out there that uh, are have round outsides, mm-hmm. but they have total flat top, flat right. top and bottom. And uh, so a lot of times when those cabins come out, you had to cut your own notches to fit into them, a lot of them. Okay. So I didn't realize right. that. I, I, mean, and, I thought uh, most of them come with But there kids. was no R value in it because 
of there was no grooves in them. Mm. A lot of guys built them, okay. but they didn't put in uh, uh, butyl tape mm-hmm. or uh, the uh, backer rod, right, or some type of foam. Because I remember Costa Rucks, Rustica down here. That's the type of log they are. Yep. All right, but when they start well, went to refinish the siding on it, they pressure wash it. They's blowing water on the inside of the oh, restaurant. No. And uh, so they had to change their method. Hmm. And uh, then then the D-log came out with the grooves and everything to make it more energy okay. efficient. Okay. So that's pretty much our, our four, uh, I'm going to say four different profiles, right? Square, round, Swedish, and D. Um, and, and, you know, it's in terms of, of looks and profile. But you, you mentioned something that kind of interesting there, and that was uh, chinking. So... Chinking essentially is when, when when you lay a log and you stack another log on top, and unless you you cut the notch right to to set it down, you're gonna have a space in between that. Correct, and that's what you fill in with chinking. Well, D log eliminates chinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, then you have uh, logs that have splines where there is an intentional gap. Yeah, where you put a two by six in the upper spline, the new log fits on top, and then you screw everything together. It used to be lag bolts. Yep. All right, and then we went to ollie screws, which ollie screws were, you know, great. Right. Because you could take an 18-inch ollie screw and go right through the mm-hmm. log, right through the spline, and into the next log. So yep. you're you're locking them all. You're, lo- you're locking them all the way through the whole house to keep them from moving. Uh, but then, you know, we get to our value of uh, wood is only one. So mm-hmm. your your R value of your spline is only one and a half R value. Yep. Well, when you put the chinking in, right? I mean, most uh, when we go back to the square logs, especially and even the round logs, most chinking's what three, four inches. No, actually, it's not, uh, because you've got to fill in that yeah. spline. And what we used was half inch blue board. Okay, and we put yep. it inside and outside. On the inside, we made it thicker than we did the outside. So, you know, we had an inch and a half there. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we put two pieces of blue board on the outside, we put three on the inside, and then we shot our wire lath on, mm-hmm. okay? And then we used mortar. Yeah. But I used the National now, Historic Registry recipe okay. for that, and that's the house we're working on right now okay. that, that that we CO'd in uh, 2000, and the mortar's still just as good looking now as it was when we left. That's what I always wonder. Like, I mean, traditionally, like again, going back traditionally, it's mud, right? You fill it in with dirt and mud, correct? Um, you know, and, and hog hair, and hog hair, to, or some kind of yeah, to just to kind of give it that, just just like you put fiber in concrete today, right? right? Just just to give it some some holding value of its, you know, where it holds on, locks into itself. Um, so you know, again, it, we've evolved from that technology wise. I've always wondered though that chinking is. I mean, because I've seen different ones. I've seen the the hard, essentially mortar, and um, synthetic, synthetic, and, and that's that's the rubbery. It works out of a gun, almost like like a squirt gun kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, uh, and then you have to spread it. Yeah, I've never done it, and I've looked at a lot of homes over the years that you know uh, these fast builders mm-hmm. come in, get out, use it, and five years later you got to go back and redo them again. Right, and. You don't want a home that you have to redo every five years on your chinking. Right. Well, I, I know chinking, you got maintenance, and you got the expense of, of the insulation and the chinking and the actual chinking itself, right? Do you, 
cost-wise, is there an advantage to having a log house that's chinked versus one that you know where the where the logs lock into itself? It's I guess what you want is the look. It's, so it's all it's more about more the, okay. what more about what you want to see yeah. as as a client. Well, I, I would say though that at least there's you know probably electricians like the uh, the the chinking a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. It's a little bit easier. But if you think about an electrician doing it right, you know your receptacle's fourteen inches off the floor, so, yeah, so it wouldn't fall. So, so he has to he has to come in from underneath. So he may not necessarily fall into the. All right, let's take another break. We'll come right back right after this. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmilling equipment, from portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 828-262-1567. If you're listening to us on the podcast, well, you can uh, shoot us a message all about home construction at Gmail or, or anybody. I mean, you don't have to be listening to the podcast to email us. You can email us if you're not. If you're listening to the radio, we don't care. We'll take your email both ways. Yep. Um, and then, of course, or Facebook. Call in. Or call in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate all of our listeners out there. So, it's yes, good we stuff. Do. That's why we do it. We we do it for you guys. So thank you, and uh, share it with a friend. Right, tell a friend to uh, to go listen all about home construction. Do it right now. Pause. Do it. Whatever you're doing, drop it. Go tell a friend to listen to us. Okay, you can do it after the show. Well, so we talked about the little different types of logs, and um, what about the corners? So again, you've sort of touched on this already, but really, when we start talking about the corners. This is one of the things for me anyway, like you don't really think about because you see log houses all the time. Yep. But when you start to look at them, there's a lot of different types and different ways to, to stack these logs and where the corners are, are locking them in together. But essentially, all log houses, and we can, we can talk about hybrids, but all log houses itself, there's, you know, they lock in. I mean, that's that's the advantage of the, of the log, right? Like that's why they started being being built in the yep. first place. Is is you know lock in. There's no extra framing. There's no extra stuff. Well, that's that's a support on how right. you know to make them. Uh, I guess as energy efficient as you can. Yep. And uh, you know you uh, you know we talked about the D log, and uh, in one of the pictures. There's uh, that log cabin right there. As the log comes in, they have a machine that goes ahead and puts that recess in yep. about an inch and a half for okay. you. So when you put your logs together, you can uh, put put your insulation in, which could be yep. And that's what that little groove at the top and bottom is. Correct. Yep. That's for your phone. Yep. Now, 
All right, so corner styles, you got a couple different types. You got the interlocking corners, you got saddle notch corners, you got uh, the button pass corners, you got dovetail, yep. and you got corner post. Um, quarter post is one I, I don't think, uh, personally, I don't see that one as much. That's the vertical, uh, you know, where, where like, I mean, it's, it's what it sounds like, a vertical post going up, and, and you mortise intended traditionally the, and lock those logs into place. Correct. You don't, we don't really see a lot of that around here, do we? No, we don't. Uh, but they are here. But they're, they're button pass logs, but they got corners on them. Mm-hmm. So you don't they're, they, that, fake so, corners. So they yeah. so what they do is they take that corner post out and they just butt the logs together and it offset. Yeah, yeah. Front first, side second, back and forth, and then mm-hmm. they'll put a corner on to cover them up. Okay, okay. Um, that's that's the fastest way to build one. That makes sense. That makes sense. But would you say interlocking is the, is the probably the most common that we see? Yeah. I mean that that's essentially you're just cutting a square recess into it, and the opposite square recess on the on the the top log, and you know, they just lock together that way tight. They are a uh, lot. Well, that's that's a lot, a lot of them. Then the others are uh, dovetail. Dovetail. Okay, and the dovetail now, ha, ha, there is a cabin in Tog County where they put the dovetails upside down, Uh-oh. but the dovetail is actually made to shed water off. Okay, so every time it yeah. rains, the water drops from the log above. It falls out. And yep. then it, it runs off, see, and that's that's the way it's made. That you know what, you just you just uh you, you just made me think because I've always thought the dovetails are backwards because gravity's pushing it out instead of in. Correct. But I see what you're saying. You, it's it's more for the water going out. Yep. Okay. You okay. know, that's how they the old timers Go back and look at some of the work in you know eighteen nineteen hundreds late late nineteen hundreds early twentieth century, and you know they had to do everything to to run water off with nothing. Right, you yeah. know uh, they, didn't, they didn't have modern guttering and stuff. No, they yeah. didn't. And uh, just to watch the uh, going down another rabbit hole was the old standing same roofs that you see on these old houses from the mm-hmm. early twentieth century. There was no glue. Okay, and the, and the only thing they might have had was tar, all right, for the lap. Uh, a lot of them didn't even have that. And where I got into doing copper standing seam, I actually learned how they put these things together with clips. Okay. okay? But then they did have the blacksmith tools to crimp them. So now you're crimping them tight, yeah. yeah and, so it's uh, one piece of the So end. they actually created yeah. a roof where they didn't have to have any material hmm. like caulking. And that's what, you know— on metal roofs, I talk, tell people you don't need no more than a couple of tubes of metal. If you do your metal right, you don't need hardly any caulking at all. Right. So same thing with the logs. See, the way they built the log cabin was to make sure water would run off every joint. Yep. So if you look at this, the one picture of the saddle, see it's a round cut mm-hmm. for a round log. So every time the water runs, it runs off. Yep. It can well, run both sides. Well, that's it. And so the saddle ones are more of that Swedish profile that where they were sitting close on Correct. top of each other. And, you know, that button pass she's talking about where we was talking about before about the flat log. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the log design that I really don't like because it doesn't shed water. See, that's that's what I was curious. Like, that one doesn't seem, of all the types, to me, that one seems the least 
but you strong. Can, I mean, you know, in terms of, of no, well, with modern technology, building technologies, you can make it just as strong. Cause okay, you, uh, can take in that instances right there, rotate from diagonal to diagonal right. each log above, and never have an ollie screw butt into another one. See, no, uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, when you get into the uh, D logs with the the cut corners and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can actually take two ledger locks or ollie screws, and you can level that wall as you go up because you tighten the inside up, brings the log in. Yeah. Tighten the outside, pushes the log out. So you can actually make it quite plumb as you come up. Because I've been in log cabins where they've stacked them, and there's as much as an inch and a half difference as the log goes up, see. Now, that's that's really the hard part about building the log cabin, right, is keeping that square, keeping that plumb. Just no, because no, well, if you're not careful though, won't it want to? Does it want to like shift as you build it? No, not if, not if you put it together okay. right. Okay. okay, and and you always start from your corners and work in. All right, all right, and uh, not corner, you know, inside out. Mm-hmm. You always you always dropping the log in. Right, and you're trying to fit that log as tight as you can yeah. get it. Now, okay, so while you're talking about dropping logs in and lock and put and actually the, the construction of them. What's your thoughts on the doors and windows? Now, how how do you do it? Because I've seen it done both ways, where you you build the cab, you build you build the wall, and then you go back, and you cut the lock, the the windows out. No, we out. we but cut, most people just do what it on we the wall. do is we rough them. Right, that's and, what. I uh, but you got to make sure that you leave that uh, whatever the manufacturer wants. Right, inch and a half, two and a half inches above your windows and doors. Okay, for your logs uh, to center, you actually make uh, your bucks mm-hmm. with a slot in it. So it can settle. And uh, so if you take a skill saw and you use 16-penny nails and you nail nail the nail in the middle of the slot, that allows it to go down. Yeah. Okay. See. Okay. And uh, the hardest part is on a log cabin is your center walls because as your logs shrink, yeah, you know, the inside, your spruce framing don't shrink. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, and settling's a, a big deal, though. You're talking about shrinking. Like, like settling is a huge deal part a huge one of the one of the the cons if you will of of, of a log house it is it's going to settle i mean they can they'll come and go their mm-hmm. whole life but eventually they'll settle out like tommy thomas's uh we were fortunate enough that his wife couldn't decide what she wanted to do on the inside of the house so we got to walk away for eight months yeah and let the house settle then we could go back in and adjust it yeah. and uh we got a good grade of log and believe it or not, the whole cabin only settled three eighths of an inch. Wow, that's not and bad. It, and it should have, as a rule of thumb, each log's going to shrink an eighth inch. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. That's pretty lucky. Like, that's pretty good. Well, okay. So, part of that settling question is when you generally. I mean, I know you can, there's probably exceptions out there, but but typically when you buy logs today, it's all kiln dry. No, sir. It's not. No, uh, most of them you buy are green. So they're now, green. Now there is a uh, out road to green road. Now that company, I don't know. Well, that, yeah, th- they have big kills for their logs. So, so it's a little of both. Yeah, uh, but what you want to do, you either want to build all green or you want to build yeah, all. Yeah, you green. don't want to switch. That makes sense. I heard, and you may have been the one that told me this years ago, um, where somebody had used somehow a yellow pine log had got mixed in. And so it, it was. It wasn't, bow, yellow, it wasn't yellow pine, but it actually would have. Oh no, that was on the one we built last the, year. Well, I, I've heard a story before where it was like years ago, and uh, where the one log right somewhere right in the middle was was yellow pine or something. It was it was a different pine, 
and it bowed out, and it bowed out like as far as the uh, the other log underneath it was. Yep. You know, like that's that six or eight inches or something. Well, that was a log that was a flat log. It didn't have a spline on it, see, so it allowed it to move. Yeah, wasn't makes sense. Fastened correctly. I, I never saw it. I just heard that story, but man, that would oof. That's rough. We'll take our last break. We'll come right back right after this. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as as $1 one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. So, uh, talking a little bit about log houses. You know what? We still didn't finish. We still didn't finish because log houses are so awesome. I mean, they're Amer- they're iconic. They're they're America's America's house. That was an easy way for Americans to build a home. <clears throat> okay, quiz, rabbit hole quiz. You ready? Yep. Last president to be born in a log house. You know, I can't recollect Ooh. that because we talked about that, and it wasn't Abraham Lincoln. It was not Abraham Lincoln. James Garf- Garfield. James, 1831 is when he was born. James Garfield. You know, I don't know. If, I, I don't recollect anybody from the 1800s ever meeting him. I know that was probably still around when I was born. but Yeah. Uh, my granddad was born in 1901, so that's pretty close. Right? Yeah, that's pretty good. He was the 20th president, by the way, James A. Garfield. Didn't he get shot? He did. He got shot. He was assassinated in 1881. He was shot. Um, he's he's a pretty cool guy, I guess. I mean, he uh, was House of Representative guy, 20th president. Um, I don't know much else about him. I'm trying to think. He's oh, he was a he was Union military. In fact, okay, okay. Here here's a here is a Appalachian tradition uh, or, or uh, connection to. James Garfield. James Garfield would have been within 100 miles of Boone in the Civil War. He came back through. Uh, really? He was in. He was in that the, the, when the Union came through. Okay, maybe not 100 miles. Maybe just outside of 100 miles. Um, but he came down through uh, Southwest Virginia. The biggest battle in Southwest Virginia is Cloyd's Mountain, which is in Floyd County, which is like four counties over from us. If you go up and over about four counties, James A. Garfield was part of that. Hmm. So there you go. I don't know. I don't. That's that is some random knowledge that I know. And there you go. Did you learn that from your reenactment? I just know that from uh, probably. I don't know. I just know things, man. Just know <laughs> things. Uh, and, and you mentioned Abraham Lincoln living in a log cabin. You can go visit his the log cabin that he was lived he, that he was born in. Actually, which there's he, quite a bit of controversy. Yeah, he probably a, wasn't born in that actual building. They actually standing. say he was born yeah. in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. So the the building that that they. At the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln, it may not be the actual logs that 
Correct. That we grew up to yeah. the three wild log cabin. There you go. There you go. You know, we didn't even we didn't even talk about the types of logs, like like species of wood used. We didn't even talk about. Uh, there's there's a lot we didn't and how, talk. And about. how the industry's moving, actually away from logs. Getting into more synthetics. Yep. Steel, and concrete, and, and steel, and uh, uh-huh. which I prefer personally myself. Well, because you're, uh, you're a metal guy. Of course you do. Yeah, but what I mean, a, a, a stick-built home yeah. with log siding on it, that way we got the efficiency of the... Yeah. Uh, but they just the, don't look the same, man. Well, you can buy corners now. Well, so what? You still see nail holes, and when you get up close, it's just not the same. Quit your whining. <sighs> uh, but you know what you can do? You can, if you use those 8-inch log siding, yeah. or you use 10-inch... Or 12-inch, you can turn right around on the inside, and you can match it back with tongue and groove. So it makes it look old. And it looks like a log inside. That's right. (laughs) Well, I've seen uh, a cool storage building where they took one by whatever, one by eights, one by tens, and... They paint, they, you know, it was a it was a storage building, so they had the, the the regular side on the outside, and they painted it black or gray, whatever it was, and then they went back with one bys, one by four or one by eights or whatever, and it, and you know left a chinking space uh-huh. in between, and uh, from a distance it looked like a log building. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. once you got up close, it, it was it was obviously it wasn't, but from the road it, it looked like a little log. Yeah, there's storage uh, building. There's a house somewhere in Watauga County where they hung one by twelves on the wall or one by yeah. tens on the wall. Yeah. And they put chinking in between. That was pretty nifty. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's a way to, way to way to get the best of both worlds. But you know, to me, if I'm going to build a log house, just give me a log house, man. I just can't remember where that house is. I'd like to go back to yeah. it and see how it held up. Yeah. Well, hey, there's all sorts of designs. You know, I've seen a lot in the 35 years. Yeah. I've been in business. I bet so. I bet so. Log houses that are not log houses. That's right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks to all of our listeners out there. We really do appreciate everyone out there. Share this with a friend. Go back, listen to the podcast. Tell your smart speaker to play it. Uh, we're on YouTube now as well. Uh, the podcast part, uh, just the audio, so you can you can listen to us. There's nothing to really to watch, but you can listen, and you can find us on YouTube. So that's uh, that's the way most people can can find us now. And don't forget my breakfast first breakfast. Saturday of every month. First Saturday, you know, we appreciate every. Everyone out there that helps us at the meeting. That's it. It's going to be good next week, next weekend. Labor Day weekend. It's the extended weekend, too, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of people will be gone. Yeah, well, but if you're not gone or if you have friends in town, go get to breakfast. Yep. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you next time. Take it easy, man. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast all about home construction. Our show airs live on WATA Radio in Boone, North Carolina, every Saturday morning. Check out our Facebook page, All About Home Construction. Leave your tips and comments there. Also, subscribe, like, and share this with a friend.